0: Good day, y'all. Welcome to episode 22 of the Aaron Wayne Podcast. What's up, guys? Before we do anything, like, comment, subscribe, hit something on this because I'm out here spreading good vibes. And if the internet has taught us anything, is we need more people spreading good vibes. So do it for me. Do it for the people. Here we are. Let's go. So I got a couple things coming through this podcast, talk about teaching hot yoga and what it's like to have sweat dripping off your nose while you're in the middle of teaching a class. I was just a guest on another podcast called the Introspective Podcast. And so I, I could do a little debrief on that. Check that one out. Uh, planning yoga retreats out west uh, talking about why people are allowing corporations to sort of do what they do and we're forgiving them because they're connecting with our political views in the moment and then I talk about learning online talk about learning to code learning about project management and why we need to get plastics out of our lives because it's really bad for our reproductive health here we go What's up, guys? Good to see you. Doing a podcast. You might notice the lighting's a little bit different, and that's because I didn't do my podcast this afternoon, and I just got back from teaching a yoga class, and I said to myself, Aaron, you're going to do a podcast, and my wife made lovely sushi bowls, and mine is in... Luckily, sushi bowls are meant to be eaten cold, so it's just waiting for me on the countertop, and I think she's probably going to watch a half-hour Gilmore Girls, because my wife is obsessed with Gilmore Girls, so if you hear that, that's what's popping. Also, my chihuahua is pretty fired up today. I don't know why Chihuahuas are like Chihuahuas are like the tides—they come in and out. Sometimes they're super chill and, and relaxed and lovely and sweet little dogs. Other times they're absolute terrors. And so he's in his terror mode today. So if you hear my dog barking, that's what it is. But usually I record these in the afternoon, where it's like me in the house by myself, and everything's nice and mellow, and the dogs are like waking up from naps, so they're a bit groggy. But it's an active household. It's like eight o'clock, crushing a pod, doing it for, doing it for the people, doing it for me, doing it for the people just taught a yoga class and uh it got hot in there man the hot yoga space it's like the rooms are heating up now that the weather's heating up and the heaters don't have to compensate for how cold it is because now that it's springtime it's uh i mean i was dripping with i forgot how much sweat you make in a hot yoga class and i was teaching and it's one thing to be practicing and realize like god i'm sweating a lot but to be teaching is a whole nother thing because like I'm, I'm sweating and I'm moving, but I have to, I have to cue. So I'm cueing and teaching and doing the whole yoga teacher thing. And I noticed that I'm like, sort of like, as I speak, sweats coming off my lip and I'm like, it's a global pandemic. I need to get this like s- sweat spit thing under control before someone freaks out and reports us to the governor. So, um, but it was fun, man. It was nice to get back into the yoga space today and like really feel some heat and get after it it's you know my wife is um really helpful when it comes to because she comes to my classes pretty regularly and it's really helpful to like know like where I'm repeating myself and so she said to me I talked to her uh, after class and I was like how was class today babe she's like it was good <laughs> and I was like what do you mean <laughs> like what do you mean by that And, um, so she told me like, I've, I've just been repeating a lot of the same things. I've been doing a lot of the same sequences and similar movements and similar patterns and similar, similar teachings, like from the yoga philosophy and what that signifies to me. One, it's really nice to have someone who's paying attention and regularly attends my class, even though like I have regulars, it's more about like the time that is regular for them than it is about like making sure that they come to every one of my classes. So but my wife is, you know, she comes to my classes and she picks these things up and she gives me this feedback. And every time she says it, it stings a little bit, just a little bit. It stings. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm the yoga teacher. Like that's like what comes up in me when she gives me this like really thoughtful, mindful feedback. But then if I really like take a moment and pause, she's right. She's 100% right. I've just been teaching very. I've been teaching very similar sequences. And what that means is. I'm not. I'm not practicing with other people. I'm just doing my own yoga, and my yoga has been informed by a lot of teachers, and I've sort of like solidified what my teaching practice is. Um, but w- what's interesting about my style of teaching is it's very creative and open and and flowy and big and expressive, and that comes from integration of different styles. And if I'm not practicing with other teachers. And you know, watching other teachers online and kind of dialing into what other people are up to, then I don't really have anything to integrate. I don't have any any. It's like trying to be a writer without reading books. You know, Stephen King in his book uh, on writing, which is just a really good good book uh, and useful advice if you have any intention of any creative pursuit. But more than that, it's just a memoir of his early writing years. And he says if a writer is not willing to dedicate a lot of time to reading, they're not going to have the tools to be able to be a good writer. And so it's sort of like that with yoga. You know, I'm not dedicating myself to taking practice with other people. I'm just sort of practicing by myself and practicing as I teach. And so I'm just not, you know, I'm not exposing myself to enough tools. So it was good. It's good to remember that good to notice that. And um, let's see if I do it. (laughs) You know, I'm a busy guy. Um, I used to say that I'm busy all the time. And I realized that it was when you ask people like, Hey, how you doing? Like, I'm busy, but you know, doing great. It's sort of a like a humble brag. Remember that humble brag, hashtag humble brag. I went through Twitter and on Instagram for a while. The idea of complaining about something that you should be like, that demonstrates how awesome you are. And I think that the the, uh, the idea that you, when when you respond to someone and you say I'm busy, it's sort of synonymous with saying I'm important. <laughs> I don't think that that's a nice way to phrase. Um, I think it's what people mean, and that's uh, that's just not the right way to do it. So yeah, I'm busy, but you're busy too. We're all busy because we're all important. Oh, first five minutes, we're all important. All beautiful souls living under this beautiful sun. I'm grateful to be back doing podcasts more regularly. I'm uh, I'm on a mission to bank these things, man, because uh, I really value the consistency in being able to have something to share. A friend of mine asked me, like, why are you making a podcast? And my immediate we were sitting at uh, my kitchen table. I had some people over, and we were sitting at my kitchen table, and I just had this realization. I like to build things. I just like to build things. I don't really have much of an expectation. I like the table that we were sitting at. I built, you know, I don't really know how to build furniture, but I built this table. Um, I built my van. I'm building this podcast. I built a website. Like, I just like building things, whatever it is. And in different mediums, cause I think it makes, I think it's what humans are supposed to do. We're just supposed to build stuff. We're supposed to, the thing that de- delineates us from other species in a big way is the use of tools and our complex language and consciousness to, to, you know, obviously, but, the things that we do is we create complex language and we create tools. I like both. I love hip-hop music. I love hip-hop music because it's an expression of language in an extremely creative way. And I love to build things, regardless of what it is. Digital, physical, mental, whatever, man. I'm into it. What did I write down? I wrote down some stuff. Oh, I was on a podcast. I was on... um. <laughs> You know what's real funny? I listened to this podcast today, back that I was on, and I realized that I was way better on his podcast than I am on my podcast. My podcast is way more like just rambling, stream of thought, working through stuff, sharing things that I've learned, and and on his podcast, it was so much more concise and to the point. But I think that was a style of podcast that he, you know, he said, but in the in the pre interview, he's like, you know, I am gonna. I'm going to try to boil that a couple pieces down to put out for my social media content. I'd like to have, you know, if you'd be willing to share any tips or tricks of how the yoga world applies to entrepreneurship. I was like, yeah, I can totally do that. But I, do- I don't do that for my podcast. My podcast is way more um, free thought, just like open. And uh, it's just tangential. It's like the way my brain works. It's an opportunity for me to, It's opportunity for me to learn it's also an opportunity for me to share what i've learned and to also demonstrate to people like in my sphere and people that are out in the world that that don't know me that are listening to the podcast which is crazy that people are listening to the podcast that don't know me um they uh it's it's interesting to to just like be able to make something and show people that you can just make something you don't need permission to just go do whatever you want to Um, I had a friend who started a podcast for a while. It was a sports-based podcast and he uh, stopped doing it, but it was great. I listened to it and, um, he was really naturally good at it. And it was, it was interesting to see uh, a friend who like, I would have never thought like he would be a podcaster, but he just started doing it and it was awesome. It was cool to see people build stuff. I'm so totally into that. So I was on this podcast, it's called the introspective podcast. And, uh, he does, it's a, it's a business-based podcast, but it's based upon like Uh, He talks about a a fair amount about mental health and, you know, different business strategies and stuff. Um, But I was on to discuss how yoga and the tools of yoga can help to, you know, it can, you know, create peace, ease, comfort, and mindfulness for business people specifically is what he was looking for. Um, but I sort of hijacked a a little bit and brought it into a bit more of like how we should be communicating with our partners, coworkers, employees, family, friends, all that, and how we should be using the tools of yoga to do that. Um, so check that podcast out. I think it's a really succinct, uh, working with someone else is always really interesting. I think It just brought up for me having listened to it today that I should be, I should have people in on the podcast because maybe five podcasts back, I interviewed uh, a friend of mine who ran a hundred miles and it was so interesting to just have someone else to sort of bounce with and, and be in conversation with, because it helps to focus things a bit more when you have the expectation of someone (laughs) understanding what you're saying and, and hearing what someone's saying and letting that sort of bounce off. Uh, for you to come up with other questions and thoughts and so forth but i also think that you know there's i also think that there's a real utility in sort of talking to yourself in a public setting because it's a different muscle it's a wholly different muscle to just go and to just keep going and to allow yourself to just authentically display like what am i thinking how am i thinking about things what's going on um, I think it's, it's a hugely valuable muscle because then it teaches us how to relate with ourselves and to demonstrate for people that it's okay to share what you're thinking. Um, I found myself a couple of times, like, should I talk about this on the podcast? Because like I've, I've, I think in the early podcast, like the first couple when COVID was really like kicking off, like I was sharing, um, thoughts and opinions and philosophies and I, I was getting a bit more, um, I was getting a bit more in the moment of what was happening in the world. And I think over the last like five or six, I've been coming out of that. And I think it might be coming from a place of fear of saying the wrong things about different political things. And I don't think that that's healthy. And I think that it's probably more important to take the risk to share my thoughts in order to demonstrate that it's okay to not be on a party line. Do you know what I mean? So what am I going to do that right now? (laughs) I have been thinking, so I'll share something with you. I have been thinking about how a lot of people have gotten behind corporations um, and started to support them in a different capacity than they were five years ago because those corporations are showing um, an effort towards inclusion and equity, which of course they should be doing. And they should have been doing it a decade ago. But, you know, these companies like Nike and um, and Facebook and 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 Apple, all these different companies, it seems like we're not talking enough about how they like Nike and Apple have exploited uh, like semi slave labor in Asian countries for decades. And I mean, if you can see if you're watching on YouTube, like I have an Apple computer, I have an iPad right here and I have an iPhone right here. So, am I being hypocritical? Yeah, I am sort of being hypocritical, but I don't think it's necessarily the consumer's responsibility to always be checking up on the people that are making their stuff. For example, like, I just watched this podcast the other day about how um, uh, plastics are a highly unregulated industry, and they've led to this woman discovered and researched in the early 2000s that phthalates, which are part of... um, plastics petroleum-based plastics which are all plastics effectively um phthalates have helped to create major birth defects in kids ones that you wouldn't notice like from seeing a baby but if you pay attention and then you track those kids throughout their lifespan um it affects their um you know their reproductive capabilities and so like it's not my responsibility to like make sure that companies aren't making stuff that's going to poison children through the generations and apparently these birth defects can linger through three generations if if they hold sway um and so when i think about like how people are like you know Ka- um colin kaepernick the the quarterback in the nfl <laughs> ask me what team he's on i don't know because i don't follow sports cardinals is that a is that an nfl team oh my god see last podcast when I was talking about hanging out with a bunch of bros this is this is the sort of thing I would catch myself in like um he plays football for who and I played football I love football I loved playing it. I I know the sport intimately because I played linebacker so you really have to know the sport linebackers are kind of like the quarterback of the defense so you know you need to know offense and defense And so I learned the, the game really well and I played it as like uh you know, B plus, you know, I wasn't a great player, but uh, I did my job and I did well at it and I enjoyed it, but I don't keep track of it now. But back to my original point Colin Kaepernick, um, during, you know, when the national consciousness was starting to actually pay attention to police brutality in um, communities of color and impoverished communities in the cities, he as you know, I'm sure you know, I'm not, this isn't a news podcast. This is years ago. He took a knee during, um, the star spangled banner and that became like a huge controversy and you know, wh- wherever you land on that, like, of course he has a right to protest in whatever capacity he does, but also a free comp, uh, you know, uh, you know, a non-governmental private corporation has an op. Oper- they have a choice in who they do and don't want on their roster. So that like, you know, nobody's doing anything illegal, but, The point I'm trying to make is that then Nike um, really gave this guy a megaphone, and he deserved a megaphone because he was talking about a really serious topic. And then, as all that was happening, is and I'm thinking about it over the last like three or four months. I'm thinking, but isn't this the same company that was like exploiting labor in Asian countries? Like, did we forget about that? Did we forget that like as soon as this company shows their woke card that they weren't devastating and like showing terrible worker practices in Asia. And then sort of same thing with Apple. It's like, you know, Apple's doing a lot of good stuff now with privacy, which I really like um, on the Apple platform. Um, they're also, you know, publicly showing that they're te- um, being more inclusive and, and more, uh, more inclusive in their hiring practices, which is like a hundred percent the case, like should be happening. I actually just read an article in the economist because I'm a smart boy. I just read an article in the economist that apparently uh, people with um, uh, darker skin than white people, they uh in like pulse, not pulse oximeters. Um, what is that? It sounds like someone goes in a car, a pulse oximeter the things that you put on your tip of your finger when you go to the doctor that tests your oxygen saturation, whatever the heck that's called. They were reported as having higher blood oxygen than they actually did because the scanner was never like intended for black and brown skin. And it's like, that's a clear oversight that if you just had like one person of color in your um, engineering team, they would have been like, they would have one probably tested it and realized that it's not working. Or they would have been like, Hey, um this isn't only for white people and so apparently during you know early stages of the pandemic a lot of people were sent home i'm uncrossing my legs hopefully i don't blow up my knees see last podcast on discussion of me waiting to blow up my knees um they sent a bunch of people home because they thought their oxygen level was higher than it was and you know xbox with microsoft owned company uh when they first came out with the xbox connect I think that's what it's called. I don't know. Again, I don't play video games. I don't do the, these things. Um, it's it's like a, a camera that reads your body in space and your face in space. And then it you moves an avatar on the screen based upon what your body's doing. And it just didn't recognize black faces or, or black or brown faces. So like, if you just had a couple people on the team of people of color, then they would have picked that up, you know? So there's all these different gaps in, in this conversation. But like, are we going to forget that Apple had, in Foxconn, in their mid-2000s, or, you know, what do you say? Early aughts? Is that what people say? I don't know, 2000 to 2015. It might still be happening, I don't know, but I remember reading a report about it uh, shortly after college when I was in working in the business world, and they they had, at Foxconn, they put up nets because people were hurling themselves off the building and because their job was so crappy. So are we just going to forget this stuff? Because they're, they're like... They're playing this. They're only doing this because they want us to to buy their stuff and to not think that they're evil. Remember, Google used to be uh, their slogan. Used to be, "Don't be evil." What happened to that? Because it feels real evil now. And then Facebook too. Like you know, Google, Facebook, Myanmar. Just Google that and like uh, see what they've done in other countries. And this like intentionally A B testing different. Approaches to getting people to vote, and you know, QAnon and all these different things. Like, oh, that's another thing, dude. I just watched this documentary on. This is a dark podcast. What should I talk about instead? <laughs> I'll finish this point. I uh, I just watched this uh, documentary. I think it's called Into the Rabbit Hole or something like that on Netflix, and it's all about how online forums have radicalized people in a crazy way and um it's interesting to even talk about these things i think one of the reasons i start i stopped talking about these things cuz i assume that youtube is filtering through using um algorithms to filter through and listen to my audio to identify if i'm using words like covid qanon conspiracy like if i'm using these words i think they automatically probably filter it out um and then I had I was trying to have a conversation with some friends on Saturday and just can't land on it like. And if you have an idea, tell me what you think. I really want to know what people think about this, which is should we censor the internet? Because if you had asked me ten months ago, twelve months ago, should we censor the internet? I would say absolutely not. That is the worst mistake we could make. And then you see how you know all these alternative theories about the the. I don't even want to say pandemic because I don't. I don't want to get flagged on YouTube. But that's my point. That's my whole point. Like, I feel like we've already sort of lost the free speech conversation on the internet in some regards. But then again, like, is that actually a bad thing? It must be a bad thing because I am a person who's not touting these crazy conspiracies, but I am afraid to talk about it to even use these words publicly. Like, that's strange. Like, that's not normal. Um, but then when you see how many people are running around. And how easily influenced they are and how non-critically minded they are. And this isn't just the people that ended up like doing things like storming the Capitol or, you know, waving banners on a street corner supporting their favorite candidate and their favorite theories. You know, you also see this with um, people on the other side of the aisle where they are, you know, they're not willing to entertain the idea that we might not want to support Nike, even though they, you know. Are trying to be uh, trying to give more of a megaphone to people who are talking about serious issues, you know. I don't know, it's it's complicated, but what I really feel is like I'm sort of politically lost. Like, I'm definitely not conservative, um, at least socially, but then even socially, like, they're, they're the conservative policies of, um, conservative fiscal policies don't even necessarily resonate with me because I feel as if there's a lot of people and that group of people will grow in the next decades. There's a whole group of people who just have never had the, the choices to make good choices. You know, I learned from, uh, I learned from, uh, something I was reading or I don't know where it came from, but you know, I, I'm in a position where, you know, it's easy to say that I made good choices, but also I was presented with a suite of choices that allowed me to make some of those choices. Whereas there's regions Cities, neighborhoods—I mean, there are entire masses of people of you know all backgrounds that just don't have the opportunity to make choices that were otherwise presented to me as like, hey, here's a list. What would you like to choose? Is college the right choice for you, or should you go into the workforce? Like that was a choice that I got to make, um, and I'm still saddling up with that debt, which is bonkers. But you know, that wasn't a that wasn't a choice for a lot of people. In fact, maybe most people, like most people probably just don't get that option. And so, I don't know, what am I talking about? Go back to the list, Aaron. What do you have on your list? I already talked about plastics. Plastics freaks me out. We're trying to phase out plastics. We're like saving pasta jars so we can start phasing out plastics. Apparently, you're not supposed to microwave in plastics. And people have told us that in the past. And I was like, whatever. That's for that's for losers. Like, no, microwave whenever I want to microwave in. And then I learned, like, I actually heard some science and was like, you should totally not do that because it leaches all those chemicals that we don't know. Dude, apparently, you know, we did this whole campaign to get rid of BPA in our water bottles, but all they did was supplant it with um, BPF and BP another letter. And those are just as bad when it comes to reproductive harm as BPA. So it's like... None of the plastics are safe, man. Just get off the plastics. But that sounds crazy. Everything's wrapped in plastic. Not only is it like an environmental waste, but you know, we're learning that it's actually really bad for reproductive health. So, we're we're on the path to to cleanse that out, especially because we want to start having kids here soon. So, like we got to cleanse the body of all of that the plastics that we've accumulated over the last 3 decades. So, I'm on that mission. Send me some tips. Email me some tips. But, uh, yeah, we're going out West to talked about it last podcast. I started, uh, researching retreats right before COVID happened. we had like been putting together a business plan to start doing retreats, yoga retreats. And, you know, I'd started creating the workshops and like all these different things. We had lists of like where we wanted to go, like potential places that we wanted to see. And then COVID hit and it was like, bam, like we were, we were supposed to be like, the plan was, if you look on my website, AaronWayneYoga.com, the plan, and I think I took this page down, but the plan was to start doing retreats the summer of 21, and like now we're here, basically in the summer of 21, and uh, everything got shut down. So this year, what we're gonna do is our our travel. We're going to go and try to hit up some retreat locations. I was looking at a bunch in Taos, New Mexico, which Taos is this dope little spot in New Mexico. It's like Sedona's little cousin that people don't know about as much. So we're going to go out there. I'm going to check out some retreats. I got a list of places to go check out. So, um, I don't know. We got to look at them and, and then talk and talk money, talk timetables, and then start drafting up a plan from there of when we want to execute on those. But, uh, yeah, I want to do a yoga retreat, man. It seems like, um, it seems like there's nothing. I was a camp counselor for a summer and there's nothing like being in a, a beautiful place with people that you don't really know and that you're doing activities and learning how to establish relationships quickly so that you can um, sort of share space in a, like, like, like a calm, lovely way, a lovely way. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to doing that. Not only cause it's going to be fun, but um, I think it would just be a nice challenge. I'm just looking for another challenge. I'm looking for something. To build, I'm looking for something to kind of push me a little bit. I'm looking for something that fun. Um, yeah, another thing I'm like thinking about is learning to code. I'm on Coursera right now, and I'm taking uh, Google has all these micro certifications, and I'm taking a micro certification on project management. And as I went through this, uh, as of I'm like 25% of the way through um, of this module. I've, I, it took me about a week to do that. It's it's actually pretty it's fairly rigorous, like online learning, like these recorded lectures and quizzes and stuff. It's, it's fairly rigorous. And what I realized is that, um, I think most of my friends are project managers. I have a couple friends who are, um, like technically savvy, but a majority of my friends that work in business, they're just managing projects and people. And they've always tried, I've always said like, Hey, so, so what do you do? And they really can't explain it to me. Because they're going from project to project, managing people and timelines and budgets and stuff. And having educated myself on what a project manager does or a program manager, now I know. I thought that that was like, I don't know, I thought that that was a job that was different, you know. But now I know that, like, most of my friends, I think, are project managers. Um, I might, I don't know, man. I'm thinking, one, it's just, like, beneficial to all the stuff I do. Like, understanding how to manage projects because especially doing retreats and things like that. Like, it's just good to have, even though I've planned and done retreats before, like, it's just good to have like a little bit more structure to how you go about it. But you know, I might be doing, I might make a pivot for six, seven, eight years as Katie and I start to build a family because, you know, just being just full disclosure for you, if you're listening, like two public school teachers that have, student loan debt you can't really have kids and that's really sad and it's really kind of messed up and like this is a you know i'm wrapping the podcast in a minute or two and i'm gonna try to end it on a high note but just to be honest like two public school teachers that have student loan debt cannot have kids and i think that that is a fundamental problem with our society i mean we could you know my mom had two kids by the time she was 19 and she was working at a kmart You could do it, but not the way you're supposed to do it, you know? So I'm I'm thinking about making a, a career pivot for a short period of time, hopefully finding something within the, still in the educational space, but managing some of these education platforms, I think would be managing projects on these education platforms. That's where I'm thinking. Let me know what you think. That's where my head's at. I think I might learn to code. I think that's also a valuable resource. I learned HTML back in college, so I'd have to refresh myself on some of that. But I think, I don't know, tell me. What what language should I learn in coding? I'll learn all of them because that's what I do. I will learn all of the codes. <laughs> all right, guys, we did it. I put out another one, rebuilding that consistency. I think it's key to keep going. Movie has stopped automatically. The maximum recording time... Well, at least I sort of did an ending to that. Oh, boy. Well, if you're still... If you're listening online, I'm still going to wrap it. That's the thing. Well, and if you can figure out how to tell me... If you if you can figure out why my memory card, even though it's, like, an expensive memory card, it says, like, extra, super-duper high-speed recording, if you can tell me why my Cam, Canon Rebel... Um, just stops recording after 30 minutes I, I know why it does it but how do I fix it I know it's like it's just holding too much memory and it has to like stamp it on the card but I don't know how to fix it so if you know how to fix it let me know okay I think that'll do guys hopefully you go outside in this beautiful spring weather hopefully you build something hopefully you're staying connected with the people you love do that all those things will make you feel more human with that, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Boom! We did it. Wrapping up another one. Double deuce, two two in the book. I had a friend who uh, was a running back in high school and or middle school, and his name was Ryan. And he was whenever he would break out of the scrum, the scrum, we'd say double deuces on the loose. So double deuce. There's a double deuce for you podcast number 22 let's see what 50 looks like because i'm still building i'm supposed to be wrapping this podcast up let me wrap this podcast up uh hit me up with an email at hello at aaron i don't know who emails anymore but if you want to send me an email you can follow me on instagram that's where you're going to get most connection from me at aaron subscribe, like, comment, all those things. Check it out on YouTube. Subscribe. Nobody, nobody is listening to this on YouTube. Everybody's on Spotify. I don't know why you're all on Spotify, but you are, but check it out on YouTube. There's a video that just cut out, as I mentioned. So with that, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.